the desert and I've been in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, you know I've been I've been uh, I've been going on a journey of self God, that sounds that sounds so deep now um, <clears throat> I really I uh, I've been reading a lot That's what I've been doing like I've been just plowing through books because I've been like I'm a problem with, problem with sleeping but like oh you do yeah, so I just, I've been like, I sometimes read a book a day, just at night. So. Right. Well, and I've been reading Total Trash as well. Like, ah, me too. I have some guilty <laughs> pleasures that I'm like, I can't pass these books on to anybody, and I don't want to keep them. <laughs> well, I just dump like, them in the free library thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, that's cool. You know, there's one of those in my neighborhood, and it's okay. always like, um, like Dianetics and stuff like that, and, I, and it kind of freaks me out. I don't know why I'm whispering that, because <laughs> you don't know if they're close. And uh, yeah, but uh, but I wanted to just put like really raunchy shit in, in there because it's just to offset the Dianetics and the L. Ron Hubbard of it all. Yeah. You know, like um, but I've been I used to buy books just because of their cover because. Everyone said not to do that, and so I just thought, <laughs> I'm fucking doing it, because it dawned on me that, like, people say, don't judge a book by its cover, because that's what people with a shitty cover always say, Yeah. you know? Because then I was like, um, are you saying that you had a chance to pick out a cover, and you don't think it went well, so you don't want me to use that at all? I, I do that with the old pulp book covers and the old crime, exactly. crime ones. Those covers, are, sometimes those books are such shit, but the covers are worth it. But the covers make the books better because that's exactly yes. what I'm talking about. Like Jim Thompson, blow Jim Thompson, you know? Okay. Because Jim Thompson is fucking great. And But below him is like, like there's this book I just finished called The Sailor. Okay. And other than me loving the cover and wanting to just run around my house going, Sailor! Um, I, I just read it because those two things occurred, you know? Um, have, you, have you ever read that um, Stephen King has three crime, two, um, that was a hard case crime? Oh, no, but I love Stephen King. Yeah, I, it, he did have one that came out, the cover is pretty awesome, called Later. Um, and then he has Joyla- Joyland is my favorite and then his first one, they finally republished it. It was hard to find. That's okay. But. Well, the other thing about Stephen King is, like, you know how if you're vegetarian, <laughs> bacon is the gateway meat? Like, bacon <laughs> is what? Uh, all right. Full disclosure, bow. I'm a vegan, but I no one knows because I don't push it on people. Like, I, I'll have my best friend eating a burger next to me when I'm eating my fucking broccoli right. and stuff. Well, but, like, if, if you ever but, caved, yeah. if you ever caved, Bacon would be the reason. Like, I don't, you my, know what? I don't think I would. I hate the fucking smell. My brother, older brother, used to stuff his fat face. Oh, shit. <laughs> I should say that. This is being recorded. Oh, well, they don't care. They won't hear this. But he used to stuff his fat face with pig products when I was a kid, and it made me want to throw up. So he and seeing his fat face, stuffing it, it's just like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so seeing his fat face, like, pig out on pig products? Yeah. Pig yeah. Out, like, just pig you over. <sighs> I can't. No, that that's smell totally... brings me back to when I was young and like how horrible my childhood was, and yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I can see. I can see why you have such an aversion to people coming out. But what I will say is, in 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 the me- metaphorically speaking, then, um, bacon. Like I've converted um, veggies through the gateway of bacon. You know. <laughs> And, and not that I was trying to, it just occurred. But, oh. um, well, Stephen King is like sort of the gateway meat of like reading 
because <laughs> I remember not wanting to read as a kid, but yeah. then reading like uh, Skeleton Key or Skeleton Crew, which is just a bunch of short stories. Yeah. And so it was like fully bite-sized available to someone that's 13. And like one of them was about a doctor who was really into cocaine, who was fleeing on a private plane and it crashed. And he was, all he had, he survived the plane crash and he's on a deserted island and uh, with just the cocaine and nothing to eat. Then <laughs> cutting his limbs off to eat them. <laughs> And, and and it's like it was at 13. I was I thought, oh, this is reading. I'm so into this now, you know. Did you so read he his, just, his yeah, newest he brought me one? In. Yeah, he just put out one. I think it was a year ago, or maybe just this 2020. I can't remember. It has a big cat, black cat head on it. It's a bunch of short stories. It's, there's a couple of stories in there. It's pretty good. I got to return to the king. One, you know. Yeah, it's. One is so depression because it's talking about kind of what's happening now sort of is implemented, but yeah. Well, you know, I once um, got to meet Stephen King and it was backstage at David Letterman. And um, like I'm a smoker. And um, so I was just smoke. I, I, I have this thing where um it's just better to say I'm sorry than may I. So I just try to do stuff until someone says don't. I did that as a kid. I... <laughs> yeah, I just like, I just prefer to have someone say, you can't do that. And I well, I'm almost finished. And try to just, so I'm smoking backstage and Stephen King walks in. He goes, you're smoking? <laughs> I said, and I said, yes, I am Stephen King. <laughs> and he goes, can I bum a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and we are just, nearing clouding the um smoke detector on the in the place and um he was such like a dick in the best way like he i said skeleton key and he's like skeleton crew god damn it <laughs> like he said god damn it as a quick response and i was like dude it doesn't mean i didn't read it it just was a long time ago it's just <laughs> and I, I, I thought that was the best thing ever. Is he was kind of like, he wasn't just putting up with a bunch of flack, you know. He was Stephen King. It was, it was awesome. Did you ever get into like um, Hunter S. Thompson's books or? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like that's where that dovetailed into. And, um, you know, like being from the Dez, there was like, there was a lot of speed around. And I think when I realized that, um, when I found out that uh, Bukowski wrote everything on speed, (laughs) (laughs) that that I immediately felt like, oh, well, I would understand that because I'm from this area. And so I would get that. I would get his writing, you know. And um, so there's little foolish, childish connections that I thought, well, that that meant something to me at the time, you know. And Hunter... Oh, sorry. I was listening to that was like Stephen King. Like I felt a connection to him because he's a Red Sox fan, and I'm from Boston, so that's what made me want to read his stuff. You know, I find when you have little connections. Yeah, I I don't know why, but I just felt like you were from England. Oh, you don't know why. I don't know why. Like I have the Instagram is kind of like um something. I don't know how else to say. It. I treat it like a trash can, like a like a dumpster in an alley. Yeah, I just, it is pretty much. Well, I just put uh, stuff in it and then I walk away. Like I never look in the dumpster. It's not wise to look at it. <laughs> it well, like I, I'm not a comment become, reader, or like um, like the few times I've gotten requests, like I've gotten tons of dick pics and like naked pictures. You too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? I'm like, I open something. I don't open any emails now, and people yell at me. They come find me on the other other ways. I'm like, I don't open emails anymore because they're all dick pics. <laughs> yeah, I, but I get those too, you know. Cause, oh. because, um, I'm a lover of the gays, and that's how the gays love me too. And I, and and um, so like, in fact, it's weird. Of all the weird stuff that I've ever checked, the dick pics I find the least like bothersome. 
like that's I'm just like I'm like oh well, that's cool you know um somehow that's like the top of the barrel for me it's like the dick pics that um I've had a few people like uh, I'm in a mental institution and when I get out I probably have to kill you do you get um, stuff from people so-called in jail or they just get out of jail and they're going to come find you because I get those I ain't got none of those, but I'm I'm optimistic and I'm willing I'm willing to learn, you know. I'm like I may look sweet, but I'm fucking like I'm from Boston, inner city. I'll fucking rip your eyes out. Like I hate creepy <laughs> <keep you> guys. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and um, well, that's why like I looked at your thing because Jesse told me that you were cool, Jesse Hughes. Yeah. You know well, I haven't met him in person, but like, um, you know, he, so my first, I was like, my depression and anxiety got way worse during this past year. And so my friend was, and I was listening live music, so my friend was watching Jesse's lives and he kept like saying, check it out, check it out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I finally checked it out. And it made me fucking laugh. And so then he's the funniest those. person. Yeah, we started talking and he just been, he was just so supportive of like my books and, um, just mean I, I'm not used to that. I, I don't get support. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I usually it's so he was yeah, he was really that was super nice. Well the funny thing is like I've known him since I was we were kids, you know? Yeah. And he didn't get much support neither. And so he is like 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 anyone that appreciates what he does, he's like he sort of takes a tack that says, You're my family now. And he, he, but he's also partially crazy and partially yeah. a genius because he's got one of them, he's one of them big brain kids, got like a super high IQ. Yeah. And, and, and so he bounces around, you know, uh, he bounces around, you never can quite get a hold of him. But when he shows up, <laughs> he, he gives you, he just fawns love and attention and it's totally genuine. It's, it's a million percent genuine. Yeah. I was know? like. I just was like really like I couldn't believe he even talked about it and put it on his page because I've had people just how many did that like like famous people and then I just feel like can you send me this 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 and I you know I send it I go out of my way I ship it and then they don't say jack shit about it not even privately it's like you don't have to say anything publicly but not even privately like oh thanks I got it you actually think it's shit just say oh the artwork or something you know because you fucked me well, for it. I shipped, I shipped it to them free. It's like, you know. Yeah. Jesse was just so, you know. I mean, well, no one has to lie, but like, I mean, he just seemed genuine and like he's crazy. Like, <laughs> well, you know how they used to call butterflies flutterbys? Yeah, that, no. was the, that was the original name for a butterfly. And okay. It's because they, they would flutter by. You know, and, and, and it's that which is so sweet, you know, like that, the flip ski of how it goes from flutter, flutter by to butterfly. And I think of Jesse as like a flutter by. Yeah. He, he's totally genuine. He will stop at your flower and he will be like, oh, my God, this is fucking outrageous. And then and, he's gone. <laughs> and then he's gone. And then perhaps, perhaps, perhaps he will like stop again and, you, and you'll think to yourself, wow, you're back. And he'll say, yeah, I'm back because I, I felt this was outrageous and beautiful. And then <laughs> he's gone once again. <laughs> and I just think that that's what makes him so cute. Like, cute. Uh, like um, many folks think he's crazy and <laughs> so on and so forth and different things. But I know him as a sweet flutterby, you know. I mean, but we're all kind of crazy in our own way. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't ever worry about that because that's the wake behind me. Yeah. So I just don't. And there's so much to deal with in the present, and there's so much yeah. in the future that I just. I don't get too nostalgic even about my own behavior, you know. So, but uh, yeah, you're from Boston and not from England. No, but I have I have relatives over there, and I have um relatives in Ireland and Canada and so like you just have a you just I have an English up, goth tendency. Yeah, and like I, I just grew up using weird words that no one else heard of that's like and just 
yeah. <laughs> a little odd. <laughs> also, it's got in the dark, and I missed. I was pointed the wrong direction. What? what? I said my gas was a shot in the dark. And you know, I, just, I, I get weird. I get weird places. Everyone thinks I'm from weird places. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I think you're I doing it. I think you're doing it right then. I get. I I stand out too much here though. Like I'm in fucking Kentucky, like Louisville, and it, it's weird here. Like even I've been here a few years now, and it's like. I still get the strangest reaction. <laughs> they yeah, scare I'm me the, like I have 10 dicks spurting out of my head that are just like fucking coming all over their faces <laughs> or something. Like I'm well, like, what? I've been to Louisville too a, a few times. And, okay. and it's, it's, uh, it's, I think for Kentucky, it's quite Cosmo. Or oh, just it, sort of very, yeah. very Asheville of itself. You know, it's, it's got a good personality. And, uh, it's, unfortunately, it's definitely Kentucky. Yeah, definitely Kentucky. Louisville is actually pretty cool. It's when you get outside of it, it can be a little bit. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But Louisville is cool because it has like it it has vegan like restaurants and vegan breweries and has yeah. a, it has some cool museums and it's not like what people. It definitely is different than what I had in my mind before I came here. So. What brought you there? Hi, yeah, yeah. You gonna say boy? No, I, no, I, I was in California, but things kind of like fell apart really fast. My roommate decided to skip out, go live with some guy she just left, and then she left me with just screwed, and it just like became too much, too expensive, too much. So I had friends here, and they were trying. I was thinking of moving somewhere else, but they didn't think it was a good idea. So basically, they kept getting me to visit here, and then um. I liked it at first, and so I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bold move. But just, everybody just... moved. All my friends have since moved. that got me to move here except for one. I want to kill them. I'm like, you have to move. <laughs> uh, they said, get out here, and you yeah. did, and, and they said, we're getting out of here. Yeah. I was like, you fucking asshole. Like, what? What is that? That yeah, that's uh, that's quite bizarre. But it's it's better than what I where I, what I was gonna do. So yeah, it probably worked out. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think it's a it's a gutsy move to just pick up and go somewhere and say I'm going here. Yeah, it, it was it was so odd at first because like I grew up on the East Coast. And then I lived a huge chunk of my life in California, like mostly San Francisco and then the Bay Area. And then I tried to make a couple of attempts to LA, but that didn't stick. So it was like weird to move someplace here and not be in the ocean. And, and everybody's so um, slow, even slower than California. And I moved from the East Coast to California. I was like, holy shit, people talk so slow, walk so slow. <laughs> And then, but, but that was good preparation for hair because, like, if I thought that was slow, oh, my God, people hair. I want to push them. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. you're so yeah. slow. How much free time do you think I have? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I can't, I, 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 like, I lost, I worked hard to lose my Boston accent in California, but now since I've been here, I, I'm, I have so many weird dialects here. Of like, like some people I can't understand because I'm way out. Like, and then some people sound like they have a mouth full of like sticky, fuck, I don't know, like cum or something, and like these they, they mouth is full of sticky stuff, and they, it, I can't understand half the people. I think mouth full of cum is is probably the funniest way I've ever heard described like an actor. If you heard fucking piece of shit McConnell speak, he sounds like he has a mouthful of cum. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Well, who's to say that he does not? He might. He, he might. might. At least it would be a quality excuse for what's I... happening there. Oh, God. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's fucking brutal here. It's like, and I have... <laughs> I, oh my God, like, you can't, like, if someone cuts you off and almost, like, 
if you you can't react because if you react, they will fucking follow you. I've gotten chased like twice, and like I had a I actually had to call the cops once. And I'm in a little car, like a door fucker, and this guy yeah. was a giant SUV. He had guns. He was a kid older, like I could barely understand him. He was mad because I pulled over for all these um, ambulances and fire trucks. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So he like both beeping at me and, and swearing at me as he drove by, so I flipped him off. Not smart, I guess. He ended up chasing me for miles, and even when I pulled over to park in like a store parking lot and he was just like going nuts and trying to get me to get out of the car and then he said ramming the back of my car just started ramming it ramming it ramming it i'm like fuck because i'm in a little tiny tiny car and his is a huge right but car on car is a little bit of that oh okay ah starting to lose you oh oh sorry yeah i'm gonna can you hear me now <laughs> am i am i there yeah. This is the problem with rat. I'm in Malibu. It's like the reception here is not going to happen from time to time. It's kind of so. sound like a ghost a little bit. Kind of cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's that's cool, actually. Ooh. <laughs> Did you hear that? Was that? Was that? That was through? really high pitched. Uh, thank you. So maybe some uh, dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought if um, there were um, ghosts in my house that because I'm not like really that sort of stuff doesn't scare me, I thought that I would be like, like um, showing someone in the house like, oh, come and check this room. And the ghost would jump out and go, Ooh, and I would just sort of walk through it and it would go, Ooh, damn it. <laughs> You know, even though I've seen things in my life which are un- completely unexplainable, um, and I believe there could be, there should be, there is probably ghosts. Yeah. There, even though on all these ghost shows they never find really anything, it's kind of like they're really grasping at straws. Yeah. Have you ever seen any of these things? Yeah, I know I've experienced some stuff where, like, I I do believe there's some like, in, like ghosts or spirits. I've had some weird, I, like, I had, like, I've been struggling with like some health issues, and I've been really like, out of it. So like, I thought it was that, but I kept, like, I kept, like, I, I I sort of see like, um, this is gonna make me sound fucking crazy, but like, like. Like almost I already like, I already think you're crazy, so it's totally okay. Fine. Well, <laughs> so I kind of could see a little. I'm, I won't get too into it because I don't want anyone to think I'm really bad shit. I'm not bad shit. I'm just kind of crazy, but not fully crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just think you're regular crazy, you know. <laughs> I I kept having things being like knocked over, but things that couldn't fall over by themselves. Like yeah. Kind of like go up, like almost levitating, and then just like get. I had that keep happening over near the hallway in the bathroom every time I was over there, and I could feel like a breeze. And there's yeah. no windows over there. It was like really creepy. That went on for like almost two months. So, anyways, <laughs> I had a couple uh, other things before. So, but you're articulating why I'm not really that afraid of of things such as that because um, I would think, well, if you're just knocking stuff over. I'm okay with that, and I understand that, but I don't feel in danger, and, and also, like, tipping stuff over, I have three kitties, yeah. they do that too, and it doesn't do. bug me then. Like, I I actually enjoy it, I'm like, come make my life more interesting. Come yeah, would you, <laughs> would you mind grabbing the paper? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly, you mind doing some laundry? <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah, and I, and I, I always, like, figure that um, there's some level of communication because see, uh, if you if my way of thinking is that that, that would just be energy, and yeah. if you, once you cross over, it can't just be nothing. Yeah. So it makes complete sense that there would be residual energy or loops, take loops and things like that. Essentially, yeah. like dimensions but, like different. Sure, sure, because why would it just be 
yeah. Oh, it's just. I know you're good. Happen. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah, that's just gonna happen. It's a cycle of stoops, you know. So if I sound like I'm not listening, it's just say you went to the ghost voice again. Am I? Have I returned from the dead? Yeah, you, you returned. Oh, what I was what I was saying is, I, I love my mom, but you can't see it in the air. It's just yeah. an intangible that is true, and and so I feel like. Uh, you know, those types of things are just these true intangibles, as you said, from, you know, dimensions of reality. Yeah. <laughs> but if the most you could do is make the hairs on my neck stand up, I'm okay with that. I'm cool. That's like a, a gentle massage of, of life, you know. What about, so since you've done the desert, have you seen anything like um, weird in the sky or any? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I always, I always start with earthly answers that if I was, I just know that with military bases closed, yeah, there's so much testing going on, yeah, and I also know, I just think about like game theory and strategy, where if I was in the military and I was testing something that you didn't want anyone to know, I, I would say, maybe it is an alien. I don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And I do, I do know that the desert's the perfect place for alien or testing, and having it be confusing is per, the perfect foil. I want to believe. <laughs> I well, hope they are. If you use odds, if you just use the odds of when the Hubble telescope takes one photo, and you know we're talking the universe is this, from where we are is spherically all around us. We're it's in every direction, in all directions that are available. So when the Hubble telescope takes one photo of one quadrant of that to make up that spherical thing, there's 300 billion stars in that one photograph, and so you just say, what are the chances? That we're the only thing that's alive. No, in any no way. There's no way we're the only There's, one. The chances are terrible that we would yeah. be the only thing. It's I like terrible. to think I like to think they do know we exist, but they don't like our plant like us, so they like you know don't want us to know about them. <laughs> well, there's tons of theories of creation, and one of them is zoo theory. Do you know about this? I'm not sure. Okay, zoo theory is that like how were there dinosaurs, and then okay. then later on then people just appear how does that how does that work and so one of uh this is funny one of the theories is that you know you're placed here in a zoo it's it's like a sanctuary a zoo ultimately that you know you're you're placed and you know dinosaurs are there and then there's a cataclysm with a meteor and then so place i mean i'm not saying i subscribe to this but i i like the sort of fantasy Stephen King version of of placement where the concept is someone places you here and says, well, what will they do? What will will happen? Or the theory that like this is some other planet's like health or something. Well, right. Yeah. And and in the Bible it says that, you know, God created man and woman in his own image. Right. And so there's this theory of like, Placement via this this thing that we ultimately say, well, that's God, right? And um, uh, and that that plays into zoo theory because of the placement where human beings say, well, we were created, we were dropped here by this thing that's our God, and you know that primitive man and and mankind is you know worshiping the thing that dropped you off. And there's lots of uh, there's lots of fantasy sci-fi like takes on that, you know. And I'm revealing I'm a, um, n- a complete nerd. No, I, I I love like I love all sci-fi stuff. Do you do you watch? Do, are you into sci-fi like reading or shows or movies? I uh, I learned to get into things from my parents and and my folks would listen to one per uh, like some like for example when i was really little my kid my folks listened to jackson brown but they only listened to the album running on empty 
and never oh. listened to anything else. So I just, I just listened to Run It On Empty and listened to it so much I started to deconstruct it. And so I think I sometimes will get into one sliver of something and then get into that sliver so much that I just deconstruct it. And then foolishly, I'll never like listen to or read anything else by that person. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's almost an odd, both like hyper focus on a singular thing. So I, yeah, I've, I've read, I've read and I watch some sci-fi stuff and then it doesn't mean I will read or watch any other sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very singular. Do you, do you get into that stuff too? I, I it's really weird too. Like I'm not like I, I I like I like some sci-fi, but not all. And then I like I'm really obsessed right now with like these murder mystery. I don't know what to call them, little documentaries or whatever the hell they call. Oh yeah, yeah, like, true crime stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I made my best friend watch him, who's not into it, and I, I'm going to get all excited. I'm like, my Friday night is like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, Scooby-Doo with me, and I have, like, I watch Murder, Dateline Murder. Oh. <laughs> it's just on regular TV, like, Dateline. Well, isn't it, isn't it because, like, it's so taboo to, yeah. and, and it so could be your neighbor? Yeah. And and yep. And it's so... What you end up realizing is that life is not like CSI where the crime lab is lit all in blue and, no, they, and, they, and all sexy. They don't yeah. find people. Same they with, don't like, that's, find shit. Yeah, that's why I can't watch these stupid cop shows or the, the shows, the medical shows. Because, like, what I've been through sounds like just from 20, the very beginning of 2016 till now, I just know they all suck. Like cops, like stuff. everyone on the, in the the whole our whole medical system is sexist as fuck from top to bottom. Even the woman in it, and like I fucking hate all doctors, all medical people. It's like you better just not go <laughs> to the doctors and just try staying home and and like just suffering and just like doing research online and trying to because they'll make you worse. They and they well, they just fucking sexist assholes and same with cops. They don't. They're kind of fucking all kind of ignorant. It's like mind-boggling, blowing. Like my brain wants to explain, like explode dealing with doctors and that those last few years. They're actually very ignorant. They're not very smart. Well, they don't connect things. Is what they don't do. They, they don't can't think outside the box. They right. Can't. And they, they also oh. don't. They also don't attach. And you know, when doctors go to med school, there's almost nothing dealing with nutrition. Oh, they're so yeah. stupid with that. They're they're not like they're stupid with everything else. They they, they don't know the base. Like they don't. It's like our our school systems here suck, and then they also still they teach them outdated shit. And oh yeah, and, and I they don't. don't know. They're they're not collecting information universally and pull, pull, yeah. pulling it together. They're just there's they're a lot of, There's a lot of like you know um being funded by drug companies. Yeah, that's my problem. That's why I had like um they'll they, they get commission for getting someone on fucking chemo even if they don't fucking need chemo. The doctors will get yeah. a, like a commission from them and they push certain medicine cuz they get cutbacks, they get commission. That's fucking horrible. Like I I had I like there's one doctor that was like oh, last maybe like a year ago. Like I actually walked out mid like stuff putting on my shoes. Like, I'm, I'm like walking out he was like such a fucking dumb. He was just such. He was so like sexist and so like, just because they couldn't figure out what was wrong, he just right. turned like. Oh, I'm I don't a, know. I, I, I'm a doctor walker on uh, Like I've walked out on a few knee doctors because I thought, and and you know, and been in full blown arguments where yeah, just, just the but treatment no, alone. But know what they do? I don't know if they do it to men, but what they do to women, if you stand up for yourself or you walk out or you get in an argument with a doctor, they write down that you're fucking crazy. You're just crazy. You need to you oh, lose it on medicine. I'm like, I will, I need to leave now. I'm going to fucking punch this guy in the face. <laughs> There's one guy, Dr. Elliot. He's on my shit list. Like, that fucking guy, like, he wrote that fucking down on my chart just because I stood up to him and I fucking left mid-fucking appointment. I was like, well, I don't leave. I would have fucking broke his nose. <laughs> I'm glad you did. And honestly, uh, doctors believe because they're used to people just listening to whatever they say that they're the authority on 
in anything. Yeah, it's I've, funny. I've experienced this a lot, and, and I can't imagine them being a gal on top of it because, um, you know, people just think, many doctors just think, well, I've missed that. So I, can, I can clearly see having and your woman on top of it, you know, and just having that. I'm God, I help so why don't you listen to whatever I have oh. to say? Yeah, they, they 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 like to say if they can't fucking figure it out, they like to say it's in your head if you're a woman. It's fucking it's ridiculous. <laughs> and they write they'll write stuff in your chart and like it just oh like I oh and also getting like fucking sexually assaulted and felt up by doctors. Like I've had that happen four times in the last few years. Like they had this one I had to go to an ear, eyes, nose specialist. And it's like um, I need to feel your tits. <laughs> Like he fucking all right. So there was an old lady nurse in the room, and they were like, you know, the tubes that clean out the earwax. So they were doing that, and um, she was on the right side, he was on the left side. He put his arm, his wrist in his hand, and just heavily just rested it on my left tit. I'm so I'm just so pissed at myself though because I froze, I fucking froze. I didn't know what to do, and then she, I thought she's there because you know she's supposed to fucking jump in and do something. She didn't do something, and when he switched sides to the other ear, I kind of sat up, and I was like, should I just run out of here? I look at her, and she's just looking in shock, but... Oh, at what he's doing? Yeah, he's like, he just so just blazingly left his arm and his hand resting on my tit while he had the tube in my ear. <laughs> like, uh, um, I mean, that's like... Yeah. And then, it's I don't know, and then I mentioned it to... um one person that worked there, and they acted like, oh, well, that's no big deal. He's, he's old. His arm is probably tired. It's, it's when he rested on your crotch, you need to be careful. That's like, <laughs> She's like, but, you know, put it down I, your shirt. I understand, I understand this because every once in a while I get treated like, like a foxy girl every once in a while. Because I understand it's like when if people, the amount of time someone has said, hey, can we take a photo with you? And I'll say, yeah. And then they just grab your dick or reach around behind and put their hand in your back pocket. I cannot express how many girls have, and and guys too, have like just sort of been like, this is my moment to latch on to you. So, um, and I'm always, I always think to myself, wow. Um, like how does that? one think they have a right to do that when they don't know someone, you know, like just, just you know. go for the tit rest or the yeah. dick grab. The yeah, dick grab is so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. You know, it's a strange addition to walking around to regular life. Yeah. The the, the, the and thank God I don't have tits, and because it would be a tit rest and a dick grab, and it would be too much for me to understand. I don't understand how people, the people that have both, how they deal with it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's too much to bear. Yeah. Like I had to start wearing like like high neck sort of baggy t shirts around here because I had so many problems. Like I get I got my boobs grabbed in line at CVS. I like I've had so many problems. I'm like Well how did that occur? Was someone in front of me special? What? Did someone think they were on special or something? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I wasn't, I was just wearing, like, it was the tank top. It wasn't like, I didn't have, like, a ton of cleavage or anything. So that's, it's weird. It doesn't matter how you dress because uh, you can dress in the big ass fucking high neck and it still happens here. Although it's, uh, it's not just yeah. here because I did have weird experiences in LA. So, yeah, my, my, just <laughs> my dick and ass grab of history is, is global. <laughs> So like, like, it's not just Americans, it's everywhere. Oh no, 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 no. I've had I've had a Belgian dick grab, French dick grab, Australian ass grab and dick grab. How is that different? So is it different? Is it different to, are they rougher it's, or like it's a it's a different grip. Yeah, different grip, okay. Yeah. It's towards the top of my cock instead of the bottom. No, so, um, so they don't grab the, the whole base, the balls and everything, they just very yeah, the tip. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes it's it's more of a caress and more other times it's a, a David Koresh, more of a grip. So, but over yeah. here, they're, are they more? They're more rough. They just like. Well, it usually in America, it usually has to do with someone being drunk and saying, yeah, saying something that that um, 
that it's really off-putting, like, you're my path. And I was <laughs> like, my path, my path. And I'm like, oh, shit, you, do you mean hall path? <laughs> what? And, and so, and with, a, like, a husband or boyfriend close by where you're like, oh, I didn't, geez. that's what you, you said that. I didn't say that. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, you just informed me of a past situation, and I didn't say nothing, you know. So, I, I understand what you're going through. Oh, it's gotten worse in the last, like, since, I mean, it was already pretty bad pre-Trump. It was pretty bad. But since yeah. he being president, it's increasingly gotten worse. And right now, it's like, it, it seems like everything has gone back like, a few decades. <laughs> well, I think, you know, <laughs> I was going to make a really bad joke. Oh, fuck it. I'll do it anyways. So it's a racial tit grab at this point. It's because you're white. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's out of it's out of nationalistic pride that they're going for yours. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's part of a militia training to grab your breasts. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert Benio, I, I, when I, when I was a kid, and someone, this guy tried to like grab me. I was walking home. School and he's all like, grab me, grab me, grab me. I, I fucked his eye up so bad, I think he ended up losing it. Oh, so, wow. Oh, I love I that. I was like, I'll rip your fucking eyes out. Well, I think it's a great location to go for. I always told my yeah. kids, if anyone tries to do anything, just bite their nose off because yeah. cause I can find someone with a missing nose. Yeah. You know? Like, I can't find someone whose description is very random, but if you've had the tip of your nose bit off, I'll find you. And when I do, um, you'll be upset, you know? Yeah, I used to walk with my keys, like, in between my fingers, and my dad said, just strap, just jab it right into the fucking eyes, and don't worry if it gets stuck, just leave it, you know, just jab right in the eye. Well, try to, try to turn him on. That's what I think. You know, <laughs> jab in his eye and try to turn him on. Let's see if it works. <laughs> turn that key and just... Wah, 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 wah. You know? Yeah, I, it's... Um, but everyone yeah. here, like, is crazy. Everyone here has a fucking gun, and I'm like, fucking hell, I have a knife. That's what I have. I'm fucking knife and mace. I'm like, I need to get a fucking gun, man. It's <laughs> well, insane. In the prepper world, you know, doomsday preppers, if in the in the doomsday prepper world, they say if you if you are prepping but you don't have a gun, you're just prepping for your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would want to train because, like, you're not going to be standing perfectly still and be able to shoot. You're probably going to be fighting. You could be on the ground wrestling with the person. So, like, I'd want to train my ass off if I was going to get a gun. Just not, Well, I think I, I've always carried a knife since I was young because it's an ancient tool that's totally necessary. Um, so I've always had a, I, you know, I've always had a knife in my pocket or on my belt and I feel when I moved to LA and, and, and like living here in LA, um, some people actually have questioned like, you know, you carry a knife. Why? And I was, <laughs> but I always I've... think, I always think that's so it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to be so detached from. Yeah. So... yeah that, that's what people have said to me. Cause I have a knife and I always hold it in my hand. <laughs> I've, I've had bad shit happen to me, and no more bad shit's happened to me. I will fucking kill you if you try anything on me. Like, I'm, like, over it. So, like, I have it in my hand. And um, people, there's some people that don't, they're so clueless. They don't understand, like, why I would even have a knife. Why was it in my hand? Why don't I keep it, like, in my purse or, or like, I don't know, my bag or something. But I was like, that must be a nice world to live in, to be that sort of delusional. Hello? Okay. It's working.
Hello? Oh, there. Hello. Has it got a hang up? Hung up on you. Well, I have to go some five minutes anyhow because okay. I have to go pick up my, my little five-year-old. But it's, so are they um, all back in school out there, or are they still doing? Finally, they're sense? actually back in school. It's funny, the five-year-old, he's been in school for months because somehow ah. they figured out preschool, but not the rest <laughs> of them. Okay, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's classic, like the people that probably ultimately eat the most boogers and whatever, touch everything, are, yeah. are totally yeah. fine. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and somehow they're, they really are totally fine. Because they take their temp, they wash their hands, and they go for broke, you know. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, they're like they're like rolling around the dirt and finger painting each other. Yeah, they're and it's always totally like fun. eating their boogers and like licking public stuff. Most and, I feel like most little kids are pretty. Their immune systems are pretty there's good. A, there's a tortoise walking around, and then the tortoise is totally fine too. So it's like, um, it is what it is, you know, but. I have um, a quick but, question. Like, sure. Like, like I was curious about like when you worked with Iggy Pop and you um, you know, you lived with them. Like, did you guys wake like actually wake up and have breakfast or coffee together, or did you uh, have like Iggy a routine? Iggy and I stayed in the same house and um, in the jazz that in the in Joshua Tree that we had like on the studio that I work at out there. There's uh three little houses all that you can stay at and they're kind of independent and a few hundred yards away from each other. But Iggy and I slept in the same place in a little two bedroom place. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful to wake up every morning and say, morning Iggy. You know, did you make and breakfast for him or did he I make had breakfast? My, I had uh, my friend who lived in the house behind all those, these houses, you know, um, his name's Hutch and he was our sound man for years and he's just an artist and all this shit. And I, I was like, can I throw you some bucks to like do breakfast and do, you know, a dinner? So what was the main breakfast that you guys like had the most? Well, what was amazing is that because he's a great artist and a great, all this stuff. And because the idea of making breakfast for, for Iggy and, and Helders and Dean and I, he was like, fuck yeah, it'll be fun. Just every morning, every night having a group, you know, these group meals together. Um, so he really threw himself into it. It was like eggs and, and bacon. And then it was like quiche. The one morning he tried wow. to, he tried to really flip it around or frittata the next day. And it was Dang. pancakes. And, and because, you know, brass is pretty easy to swing together. You just have mm-hmm. to kind of give a shit about it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and he was, he was it was orange juice and he was squeezing oranges it was like it was it was the best way to start the day you could possibly imagine because you just we would have breakfast we would have it it would go on for about an hour and a half of just waking up eating talking and setting the day's intentions correct are you are you a coffee person or no coffee oh fuck yeah i uh, actually actually shoot it with a hypodermic needle is it you just drink it black or do you put any crap in it or no i i, I put half and half because i want it to cool down immediately yeah. okay. uh, I, it's not really any other reason that i want to drink it as soon as it's ready i used you to know. work at a coffee shop and this lady would get hers black but she didn't want any calories and so she'd be like want three and a half ice cubes and she would get mad if she thought it was more than like a half so it was like <laughs> i just brought back that memory <laughs> to cool it down how do you half ice cubes <laughs> You know, exactly. like, I'm like, I'll make half. I'll put it on the ground and step on it with my foot and then put it in. <laughs> Did uh, you ever get to meet his bird? His, oh, yeah. Big, bird? Oh, yeah. Because I've been out to Miami and, and, yeah, we spent some time out there. And Those videos I mean, crack me up. Like, when I'm doing really bad, it's like, oh, those videos of him with the bird make me laugh. Well, you know, Iggy should always give um, people that are outsiders hope because yeah. – Iggy was a pariah. Iggy had all the talent that you could possibly have and twice the cock and, and just like sort of like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory and, but, but still um, has come back to the surface and, and as somebody that people respect 
Um, I, I mean, I've always respected him, and I know many have. But yeah. now even what's amazing is he, he would tell you this. Even the general public, he's like, people in the airport that probably have no idea who I am, they look at me and they go, Iggy, right on, man, and give him the thumbs up. And well, the reason is is because they know he survived yeah. at all. And yeah. so it's from being someone who, against all odds, even against themselves, pulled it off, yeah. you know? And like I- Iggy living in Miami and as a 73, 74-year-old man uh, on, a, on a boat, like on a speedboat, it's oh, so fucking tight. So, I, it's yeah. so fucking badass. Like him laying out naked by the pool every day. It's just like, <laughs> and, and in the ocean, he'll yeah. go to the, the beach, take his suit off and just lay there naked. I fucking and love And then like his it's, pet is perfect for him. Like, like that his bird it's, is like it's a goddamn bird with a food. Yeah, and it's, it's the best. Like, oh. it, so it should inspire folks like you and, and like myself to like um, understand it's okay to be different and in Louisville. And you know, my grandpa always um, told me, if you're gonna be different, you're gonna get hit with rocks. So oh yeah, to, so, <laughs> I can't Yeah, well, so so you need to learn to like rocks. Yeah. And that, that is really the goal is, is every stone that touches your body is affirmation that you're going the right direction. Well, then I must be really going in the right direction. I guess. Baby, baby, let yourself get stoned, you know? And, and walk in the opposite. Let the rock hit you in the back so you're going the right direction, you know? And that's, was- that's, you know, that's what I know. You know that um okay, I think it was the Bo- Berlin error. Um was it David Bowie? Did he produce um is that Iggy's album with um Shades? You know that album? Wait, the the tour is this much later? When he I, I, when he worked I, with Bowie a little bit again? Um you know, it's like if Bowie put out one too in Berlin during that time too, it was like the blue one, but Love and Love and the Alien is on that one. And then yeah. Iggy, they put out Iggy. I thought Bowie worked with Iggy on it, and um, it was Shades is on it. I can't remember the name of the album, but the album is awesome. Like, well, there's Lust for Like an Idiot, and then there's then there's one much later on. I can't remember what it's called. That where he came back, and but it was many, many, many years later, and yeah, they did something know, together. I feel like it doesn't get those two albums don't get as much attention, but I, I fucking love those two from when they both were in Berlin and. Well, yeah, the idiot. No, no, it was the eighties or when the fuck. No, no, it was it was in the seventies. It was was the idiot and lust for life, and and those two records, you know, when we went on tour, it's like I was trying to see if I could connect those two records and make what would have been, hopefully, the natural transition to a third record, you know, and and um and, I mean, I feel really proud of what we did because the the perspective of somebody in their early seventies. In, the, in rock and roll isn't very represented and when it is represented it's it's from a weird silly place and yeah. so I, I feel like um, we did a all we needed to do was create a frame around the artwork of what he actually has to say and and I, I feel proud of what we did it's very honest and it's, so it is what it is you know? working with him as the single coolest thing I've ever been allowed to do so I just so so I I, like you know it's just one of those things where I'm just glad I got that chance you know is is there anyone else that like you would like to work with that you haven't worked with Weird Al Weird Al like like Weird Al Yankovic and I mean that like I would love to work with Weird Al Yankovic I, I don't um I know that sounds like a joke or sounds really far from, but, um, like, um, I don't know. I, my, my tastes are really schizophrenic and really they're in all directions. The, the same with me. Like I'm all over the place. Yeah. I feel like I have musical schizophrenia and, and because, um, I just want to lick stuff in all over the place. I, so I don't really, I don't want to just lick the same thing over and over, you know? Well, that, that's what I like with when I was listening to your stuff is like, I feel like there's some bands or whatever that 
I mean, it could be awesome, but like they sound exactly the same with every single album. And but you like is like what was this one I was just listening? To? Like it could say like like if I had a tail. Um, yeah, like, that, like clockwork. Like it's kind of like a swing vibe to me, and like your voice is different. But like each album is just so different, and your voice. Like I was like, is that him? Like holy yeah, shit, I mean, that is so cool. I, I think I, I, I like um I I know what I've done, and so I don't want to do that. I know what other people are doing, so I'm not. We don't need any more of that. Yeah. So all that's left is that scary road that you've never seen before in front of you. And and so if I don't feel like a little intimidated by or f- afraid, then I yeah. feel like I already understand that. So I'm just trying to scare myself to death and walk that way. And um, yeah. and and so that it makes it makes the direction to go really simple, just wherever I'm terrified, <laughs> you know. And um, wherever because I don't really I don't know that much, but I don't pretend to know that much, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. So if I just go where I know nothing, I always feel like um, the uncomfortable safety of knowing I'm going the wrong direction, the right direction, because I feel so wrong about it, you know? Yeah. And so it makes it simple. I just, you know, I think art elicits a reaction. That's all it does. Yeah. And I just want to, that initial reaction I want to have myself, you know? And um. You should do work, do something. It'd be cool to have your music with like someone Scooby Doo. Because <laughs> I had yeah. Scooby Doo on. I had it down low, and then I, had, I was listening to your music. I was like, couldn't sleep last night, and I was like, working out, and it was just like, so fucking trippy together. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love that you watch Scooby Doo. That's so cool. That's I'm obsessed wonderful. with all the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like Scooby-Doo, um, Huckleberry Hound, Yogi Bear. Huckleberry Hound, yeah. Jetson, yeah. Flintstones. What was that, Penelope Pitstop? Penelope Pitstop, did, did, did it, does it dovetail into Seals and Crofts and, like, um, you know, like Land of the Lost and Sigmund yeah. and the Sea Monster? Yeah. <laughs> Top oh, Cat, Top Cat. I love Top, Top Cat. Top Cat. I love Top Cat. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. They need, they need some toys of Top Cat. They don't love the cat as much as the dog, like in movies and cartoons and with making merchandise. Yeah, but yet cat, kittens is the most Googled word in all of Google. Uh, it's weird. Like in the real world, I'm a cat person. I've, I don't have pets now, but I've only ever had cats in the past. But um, I, like in the magical world, cartoon world, like like Crookshank from Harry Potter and yeah. I don't know, that's a cat. I'm like, anyways, like I like dogs, like all the like cartoon dogs and movie dogs, but like in the real world, like I had to take care of my brother's dog once. He sent passed, but it was way back after him and his ex adopted it. And oh my God. And then I got stuck with a boyfriend's dog once. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck, there's, I can't, I can't handle it. They were too needy. Like I couldn't even go to the bathroom with a nose up in my, fucking asshole following me and I was like trip over them and I'm like I can't stand it I'm like back the fuck up cats are better because like they want their own space they want their own privacy they don't want to be like all like you know up in your face all the time Kelly we gotta hang out when I go to Louisville that's for sure yeah hell yeah I know all like the really weird places because like I'm so anti-social because my anxiety oh yeah so I go to really strange places uh, that's that's all I ever wanted was more strange places to go there's to. Like, there's a weird outdoor brewery, and they have two worker cats that live there and keep the mice away, and it's a pretty weird place. I'm in. Sign, sign me up. <laughs> all right. I got to split. I got to go pick up oh, yeah, my boy. Yeah. All right. Um, well, nice to talk to so you. Thanks so much. Yeah, that was, it was yeah. fun. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> yeah, totally. No worries. All good. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll see you out there somewhere. All right. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Groovy Gold. And remember, don't go to sleep.